I, I think for the sake of it being an online meeting, yeah. it would be best if we tried to like raise hands. I don't know if that's an okay. option in this. I know it's an option in Zoom, sure. but. Okay. But it, it's, it's honestly up to you guys. I don't have an issue with us talking over each other. We're recording already. So just like, if we want to talk about it, Kurt, if you want to like, just throw us into it and we could talk about it or we could go question by question. Hi, I'm Charles Olson. I am a second semester senior at SUNY Plattsburgh Online. And uh, I'm currently taking two sociology classes, an environmental planning class, and a podcasting class. And I am currently talking to you from my bedroom in Washington, D.C. Hi, I'm Romel Pacheco, and I'm an environmental studies major. I am my second semester as a senior. I'm currently still on SUNY Plaster campus, and I am taking one history course, one environmental course, a drum course, and this uh, this this class. So, yeah. I'm Hadar Pepperstone. I am in my second year at SUNY Plattsburgh. I'm an environmental science student. I'm currently in a class that was already online, an, econ an economics class. I'm in a GIS class, um, an ecology class, environmental planning, and I have a few credits of independent study as well. I'm Samantha Beck. I'm a second semester junior, an environmental science student, and I am taking a GIS class, um, a geography class. I'm doing an intern the, this internship. I'm doing research with a professor, and I'm in a bluegrass music class too. My name is Emma Stewart, and I'm an environmental planning and management uh, major. And I'm most interested in ecotourism and wildlife planning. And um, I am currently at my house in Plattsburgh. I'm Kurt Hervich, and I am a professor of environmental planning in our environmental science and studies program at SUNY Plattsburgh, currently all teaching online because of COVID-19. And I'm struggling a lot with that because I like to try to create classes that rely on experiential learning. Um, and it's very difficult to do that uh, in an online environment. But I am also working with all of you in our Plattsburgh project for understanding place and um, love having these conversations to hear how you're doing. And it's pretty cathartic for me to hear that we're all going through the same stresses. Um, and so I appreciate I appreciate you all very much. I'm interested in hearing about how you all are adapting to life at home um, or life wherever you are as a result of COVID-19 and what it means to not be in your college environment studying and learning about environmental science and sustainability issues and what environmental science and sustainability teach us about this moment and about adapting to being students in new places. 
So, um, those are a lot of questions. I know it's a lot of questions <laughs> and I'm super curious about how you all are doing and, um, what stresses you're feeling and, uh, and how you're learning to be resilient to those. So I don't know. What did y'all do today? I worked at a grocery store and I had a lot of people, I had a lot of older people come into my store actually. And some of them were, it's like a mixed bag. I've noticed since I've been, today was like my fourth day working. And I've noticed that some people are super understanding and super like cautious and they like really are thankful that like the stores are open and that people are working. And then there's like another portion of the people that come in that are just kind of like shitty. Like they're just being dicks for no reason. Like give Um, us an example. Tell us a story about somebody being a dick. All right. So yesterday I had a guy who was like, you know, like the classic, like, like in quotation marks, big funny guys. Like they think they're funny, but they're not really funny. Uh, Nobody finds them funny. Well, there was a guy with his daughter and he just like kept just saying things like trying to make jokes and make me laugh. And I was just like, not happy because I was like working. I was trying to like ring people up and we have these like glass barriers like at the bank uh protect like dividing the cashiers from the customers and this guy was like coughing all over the place and he was just like just being really like inconsiderate of the space around him and he like was like joking about the glass like it's like we're at the bank or it's like we're at the zoo and i was like yeah ha 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 very funny and he like steps around the glass like he's like goes next to it just so he can like talk to me so he's not like through the glass so i can hear him better and this whole time he's just like coughing with his like without covering his mouth and i'm just trying to be like like i physically walk away and like stop bringing him up and he doesn't even notice that and he's just being like super inconsiderate of the fact that i'm like yeah trying to like do a service for him and that's the, like a good example when that's happening it is coronavirus on your mind like are you just thinking this guy's being a jerk and i wish he would shut up or are you thinking this guy's gonna give me coronavirus that's exactly what i'm thinking i'm th- that's the like i have been working five and a half hour shifts for the past like three days and i get in at nine and from one the point time i get in i have gloves on and they don't have masks right now but it's like, they're just those glass barriers. And all I'm thinking is like, any of these people could either have it or there's a chance that I could have it and I'm giving it to them and I don't know it. And then it's just like, I feel like grocery stores used to be a place where it was like a different type of tension. Now it's just like, everyone seems on edge, including myself working there. And so it's made it, it's added a new dimension of stress to the job that I didn't ever experience when I was working a similar job in high school. So what are some of the stresses that others of you are feeling right now? I mentioned before that um, my home life is kind of stressful just in terms of like my parents are looking for jobs right now. Like they have jobs currently, but like they won't soon. Um, And I mean, knew this was happening and then coronavirus happened. So it was all going to be okay. And then this like other dimension to this kind of joined the party. Um, What do your parents do, Hadar? My parents are both Jewish clergy members. So my dad is a rabbi and my mom is a cantor. 
Um, and so the, the, the way that like their job search works is like very, like not what people usually expect, but it's like, they're basically like independent contractors. So they like go to a synagogue and say, hi, I would like to work here. And then they kind of like see if it's a good fit, et cetera. Um, and, um, just because of coronavirus, like usually they would have, um, people that they're interested in, like having for like the rabbi position, or whatever, like come and visit for a few days. Um, but because of coronavirus that can't happen. Um, and so people are saying, oh, we're actually not going to be looking for jobs, any- looking for someone to hire for this job anymore. Um, and it's just like throwing this whole like kind of plan for a loop. Um, and that's been really stressful. And I was I was um, the irony is that I was um, I had said to like my friends and my family, like, oh, I'm, like, I'm glad I'm not home for this year. A stressful process anyway. And ironically, I'm home for it now, and it's, like, quadrupled in stress. So, like, my personal stress is mostly related to that and, like, much less related to coronavirus directly. Um, but yeah, but that's, like, a big, like, kind of household tension right now that's happening. Mm-hmm. What other stresses are y'all feeling? <clears throat> uh... Uh, let so, it out, Ramel. Let it out, Ramel. Yes, you are. Uh, you and I are both in the situation right now where we. This was our last semester of college. Yeah, and this has been something that I've really been trying to like. I still haven't fully comprehended this. The whole impact that this is having on our like life experiences. We got an email. Uh, all the graduating seniors got an email about how our commencement is being bunched in for the winter commencement in December. Can you just tell me a little bit about how that made you feel? Um, I'm not going to drive up here five hours to walk 20 steps. <laughs> Thank you. That's how I feel. Like <clears throat> it would be different if it was pushed to like, I don't know, August maybe, but like, you know, I feel like December is just too far off. And like the fact that like people that are graduating, this semester are going to have to worry even more about jobs and like focusing on that. So it's, it's, it's just annoying. (laughs) What did graduation, what does graduation mean to you as a, as a ceremony? All right. To be honest, I don't really care about the ceremony of graduation, but it's more of like doing it for my family. Cause you know, I'm the first person in my family to like graduate or Mm -hmm. like, be a college grad so like you know it's a big it's like a big like idea for them so personally i'm like eh. but also like i would have also loved to see my friends like graduate because that's something important to them so you know yeah in, in the end it just sucks because people want to see others you know achieve this monumental thing and now they can't <laughs> So I think there's a petition going around by students to try to get the date changed Mm -hmm. to August. Um, Have you all seen that or signed Uh, it or been a part of that? I've seen it. I haven't signed it yet. There was actually a Facebook group that was made uh, for all of, for a a bunch of the graduating seniors. I'm sure like not everybody was in it, but I was recently added to that uh, a couple weeks ago and it's been going around that Facebook group. They were trying to get 200 signatures. I'm not sure where they're at now. 
with it, but... But I talked to a student yesterday who told me that they were at a thousand. Wow. Um, wow. And I don't know if that's I can pull it students. up right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, go for it. I'm, I'm also, yeah, I'm also going to pull it up. Because I, I just got been... like sent it the other day, even though I'm not graduating, but I'm in a group message about it. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. I, for, I mean, for me also as a, also as a first generation college student, graduation was like, I'm was graduating early. Like I put in the work to graduate this semester and like this was supposed to be like a thing that, that like I had been really looking forward to. So yeah, that was, uh, meant a lot for me. Emma, um, do you want to talk about how you're feeling right now? Um, yeah, sure. So I think I'm handling everything pretty well. Um, just that it's kind of stressful getting to the point where you have a routine in your life because I feel like my routine was just totally thrown out the window, which I'm sure everyone else can relate to. But it's just a struggle to try and figure out what I'm going to do every day, how I'm going to get everything that I need to get done, um, and not feel like I'm just sitting around being lazy, not doing anything, even though we're supposed to be in our house not doing much but it's just hard to create a schedule for myself that is now going to work for me yeah um how i mean so how are you keeping yourself busy at home um i mean i'm obviously doing a lot of homework uh other than that i mean i'm trying to read when i can um just relax honestly because I do appreciate this time a little bit because before my schedule was so hectic that I really had no time to relax at all. And now it's such a transition where now it's just all relaxing. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, it's nice. But in another sense, um, it's just hard to transition. Um, but I'm trying my best, but I still need to come up with more coping mechanisms to keep myself busy. But yeah, I'm gonna try and work on that. Um, are you finding it difficult to concentrate on schoolwork? Um, a little bit, not too much though. Um, I don't. I have a few people in my house, but I don't have um, a lot. I don't have any younger siblings um, in my house, so in that sense, it's not that distracting. Um, so I'm pretty lucky. No There's way, a but. really funny tweet that I saw that was like this this whole semester, now that it's online, feels super optional. Even though it's yeah, not, yeah. You know, it's like, ooh, that hurts a lot. Cause it really does like waking up in the morning and not having like a lecture to go to has made my motivation for these classes like almost non-existent. Like it's not the highest thing on my priority list. Right. I like I've seen people be like, oh, I guess uh, it feels like summer has started early. So you're just kind of just trying to get everything done, but it just doesn't feel like school's still in session. Yeah. Are most of your doing synchronous learning where you all log on to Zoom or log on to Google Hangout or something at the same time? and have a kind of discussion or a lecture or are most of your classes doing asynchronous learning where you 
just to receive some kind of project work or assignment work or something from your instructor and you just work through it on your own time, but without any kind of class meeting. Um, all of mine are synchronous except one, I believe. So I still have like this, the same schedule class-wise, but I feel like I have so much more work than I like ever had. Um, and it's like really adding up. <laughs> yeah, what makes it feel like more work? I mean, do you think that it is more work or is it something about just being at home or like what's making it feel that way? I think it's a little bit of both. I was also playing like catch up because I missed some stuff when I went away in the beginning of March with Kim. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like GIS labs and stuff and then the whole remote uh, desktop lab and like trying to figure that out and then like that put me a few days behind and then like I was a lab behind and then it was just like really hard for me to catch back up. Mm -hmm. so. I think for, for me like for seminar at least environmental seminar it was like having like Patrick like there and like telling us like the dates and like walking us through was like great but now like the first email I got from him when like we first spoke to distant learning was really just like a list of everything that we have to do by the end of the semester. So like that, just that kind of bit, like was like, oh, now I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> Even though I knew like all that stuff, but like I had to do that eventually. But like just seeing it like all on there and him just being like, you have to do all this by the end of the semester is just like, oh. And does it feel like you are more alone now? Like you don't have the rest of the class doing the same work, like the other students, your colleagues, doing the same work as you at the same time? Like, does it feel like you're kind of doing it in isolation of everyone else? Well, I have some numbers of some classmates. So a little bit, I guess. But you're communicating. Yeah, we're communicating, which I think is important. For my classes, I don't have any in-person, I don't have any synchronous classes, so no Zooms. I It's all asynchronous and it was just like an email containing, here's all the work that you need to have done by the end of the semester. Um, two of my sociology classes have like, like stuff that's due like on Friday and has to be done every Friday. Um, but for me, it's like, I've been doing independent studies for so long in college now that like, and online classes that it wasn't really like not being in the class that made me like not being physically in the class that made me feel like it was more work. I think it's more so just like not having the lecture time blocked out and having like a set schedule or a routine. Like when I'm, since I've moved to DC and like have started working a part-time job and stuff, I feel like it's not, having a set space and schedule to do work in has made it harder to get homework done and therefore it like piles up yeah are you learning new study habits any of you learning new study habits or adapting to online learning in new ways no <laughs> yeah no i'm having trouble like keeping focus just because like First of all, like I'm in my house and there's five of us here and we're all trying to like do work or do school at the same time. And so there's limited amounts of space. So I'm like mostly in my room doing work, whereas at school I could be like in my room or in the library or in like, you know, the my 
floor lounge or in um, you know a student commons or something so I could switch it up and that would help keep me focused um, also like because my house is so like there's all of us here like there's constant people coming in and out of my room and like interrupting my work or I'm like you know someone's like hey you want to go on a walk and I'm like sure I need to do homework but yeah I'll go on a walk right because I don't really want to do the homework um, I do feel like I have less work overall I think and some of my classes that are asynchronous are like because they're asynchronous it's less time like the like the lecture equivalent is much less time than the actual lecture was um so that I think I do actually have a little bit more flexibility but I also know that there are things that like I need to be doing that I'm not doing because I'm not focused so in terms of like steady habits it's a little rough hmm So are, do you think that there are things about being students of environmental science and environmental studies and ecology and sustainability that um, give you some like adaptive strength in this moment? Or like, are there lessons that you've drawn on from the environment to, to help you adapt to this moment? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, come on, Ramel. Philosophize <laughs> with me. <laughs> I would say if that's true, it's not because of, like, what we're studying, but more of, like, how we're learning and that, like, our department is a lot of small classes and a lot of, like, um, like I, I feel like as a department, we're all pretty close and, like, it's we're small enough, like, we all know each other for the most part if you want to be involved in that way. So, yeah, I'm not sure I've actually taken anything from, like, environmental science principles, but more in that, like, I know that there's a community of people who are learning with me that I feel connected to, and that's sort of, like, helping me stay motivated a little bit. Um, yeah, nothing that I'm, like, pulling from, like, environmental thinking or planning or anything like that, necessarily. I have, I have like, two thoughts patterns that are like two concurrent trains of thought that are happening right now with this whole thing that I've taken from like my environmental education. The first is that I feel like because of being like an environmentalist and like knowing about environmental issues and like the climate crisis that I deal with crisis in a very particular way. And like I analyze crisis like this in an interesting way. Um, I don't know how good that is for me and my mental health, but it, that's how it is. Um, and the second thing is that from a planning perspective, it's super interesting to see the way that people have responded to the governments trying to act on like a federal level and on a state level. And in environmental planning with Kim, we've been talking about like building trust between organizations and the public. And it's interesting to see how like when that trust doesn't exist, like how difficult it is to like deal with a crisis like this. So that's something that I've noticed. Has this experience built more trust between you and your student colleagues or between you and instructors? I felt like- um, We can go Charles, sorry. It's all good. <laughs> go ahead, Samantha. Yeah, you first, Sam. Okay. Um, I wasn't gonna say like, well, trust, but also like, I never 
participate, like I never participated that much in class or really asked like professors for help before. And I feel like now I'm very more like likely and have been asking for help and things like that, um, which I find is interesting, but that's definitely something I've experienced. Cool. I feel as if that this whole thing has made me feel closer with some of my professors in a way, um, in a way that like, like Kurt, like our relationship has developed over years, but I feel like in this crisis, like we are all dealing with it together. And there's like some sort of like, like we're all going through like the mental health ramifications of like dealing with this transition. And that has made me feel a bit more uh, connected to the professors. Cause like they, they're going through it and trying to do the work on their end. So I don't know. I feel like, I feel like environmental science professors are just specifically really caring professors and they're willing yeah. to work with you on almost anything. So I think in this situation, it's in a way, I feel like we're, we have it better than a lot of other majors because our professors are willing to work with us and email us back um, in a timely manner and just help us through whatever we need because they're going through the same thing and they're learning with us as Charles said. Yeah, I, I think for me, these experiences kind of break the barrier between instructor and students, right? Like we all just kind of become human in these situations and get through them together. And I think I like to think that there's a lot more, there is trust that is created and just more understanding back and forth. Like, um, you know, I, uh, like Hadar, you're the only one of us on right now that we have a class together, right? Um, yeah, I think I, yeah. Yeah. And it's totally kind of like, you know, class yesterday kind of broke down and was kind of a shit show there at the end. And like, I'm struggling to figure out what to do with that class. And I think, um, I mean, I hope at least that like the rest of the class is looking not at this as like, I don't have the ability to pull off a decent class, but like, we're all going to try to figure out where this class goes together. Yeah, I think I think I think we all feel really bad about it, and we. I mean, at least I'm kind of like, I wish I felt like we could pull off the project that we were going to do. Yeah. Um, just like so that you don't have to like struggle to find something else for us to do. Um, and that was like my main hesitation in saying that we shouldn't do it, honestly. Um, but I also think that your the way that you run class. Um, allows for like a small like community to be built in that setting which has made this transition at least for that class much easier we're like we're used to like talking and like not quite chatting but like kind of being semi-casual in class in a way that's like productive for us as a small community which like if not for that it would be more difficult to have that class online um well, and yeah, I, to I totally agree with you. And I hope that that is, I hope that that's the case and that other people would respond the same way. What really kind of pisses me off is like, as we're talking about trust, is that our project, you know, we were doing this AC STARS assessment that um, 
requires lots of participation from other people on campus, not in our class, like administrators and staff. And what's irritating is that I'm losing trust in them because we're bailing on this project because they won't get back to us. Um, and I understand everybody's busy, but, uh, you know, I was hoping for a little better response, but it's just not there. I, so I, my next question is kind of along these lines. I'm curious to know if there are things about being environmental science or studies students that make this transition to online learning and learning from home more difficult than what other students might be experiencing. Like, are you in a more difficult spot because you study the environment? I think the biggest thing for that is labs, just like, you know, as I mean, any kind of hard science student is going to have that, not just environmental science, but like, like you know, we have kind of a wide range where it's such like a wide range of labs where it could be like biology and chemistry and geology. Um, and yeah, I think that that um, for professors is a particular struggle. Um, and in terms of like, that's that, you know, is obviously the more hands-on learning and you can't do that from a distance, really. Mm -hmm. So I'm not technically a hard science major, like as an environmental studies major, I don't really, I studied the environment in like the beginning of my degree, but most of what I've been doing for the past like year and a half is like social science work. So I think I'm in a unique point of view where like, this hasn't really affected me in the same way that like not being able to go to a lab has. I've actually been able to view, I think I've learned more from just like the news and the stuff that's happening about like, uh, uh, like more stuff that's applicable to my degree from this than if I was actually in class. Like, I think this, this whole thing has become like a really interesting social experiment that I've gotten to view. Mm -hmm. So that's a kind of an optimistic look at it. Mm -hmm. um, like Hadar was saying, I feel like labs are definitely an issue during this time. Um, I know personally I have um, geology and ecology this semester, and both of those classes, the upcoming um, labs were going to be field trips. So it could, because they were waiting for the nice weather. So that's kind of diminished the experiential learning that we would have had. Um, I feel like that if we were to go on those field trips, we would have had the chance to kind of put what we've been learning throughout the whole semester into perspective and see it up close instead of just learning, you know, at a distance. But unfortunately now we're not able to do that. So I feel like that's a big problem with specifically environmental science or any experiential learning objective. Yeah. Anybody struggling right now with like online stuff related to like GIS and you can't use, you know, you're having to use ArcView online and it doesn't work well or like things like that also? Yeah, like I've issues? had issues. Yeah, I've had a lot of issues with that. I'm already like not a great tech person at all. <laughs> and um, it's, I mean, it's working fine. It's just kind of like it always, GIS never really works how you want it to. Um, but I always like make dumb little mistakes and like during the lab, like that's 
when the instructor walks around and like, I'm constantly like raising my hand and stuff. And now I can't really do that. So like, like I said before, like I'll do like 75 or 80% of a lab. And then there's like one thing I can't do and I'll ask for help. And like, I just can't like, it needs to be like an in-person thing. Well, I guess I could like zoom and talk about it, but it's, it's pretty difficult for me. So I have like three labs that are like 80% done, but I can't really like finish them. Mm -hmm. So. Hmm. Um, what else do y'all want to talk about? D does this what do? Yep. Go ahead, Charles. Sorry. Uh, I was just wondering, just like to get an, uh, some final thoughts here. What, if anything, do y'all see coming out of this as like something optimistic? Or how do you think like things are going to be post quarantine and post pandemic? Socialism. <laughs> do you think? I mean, we can only like, hope. I feel like it's a whole, that's a whole other episode topic. Um, Let's talk about that. Uh, I would hope now that after this, that the school would actually have a proper plan for a possible future pandemic, because obviously the school currently had no idea how to handle this, especially when it comes to like students living on campus right now, which was how they addressed the whole situation is pretty atrocious. Like, are you allowed to slander SUNY Plattsburgh? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Okay, because they, before they decided, like, oh, like, we don't, it, you know, it's like, it's better if people don't come. Like, it was, like, kind of like a choice. And then, like, as time went by, it turned to, like, oh, like, we would prefer it if you don't come. And then it went to, like, oh, like, only international students and students that have, like, hardships at home are allowed to stay. And then that turned into, like, now only international students. And if you have a reason, email the the health center. And the way the health center, like, handled it was pretty shitty. Because, like, apparently they would, like, <laughs> one of my friends told me how, like, they're, like, oh, we're tired of all these excuses of, like, people wanting to stay up here. And it's, like, some people, like, literally cannot leave. Like, if... <laughs> And then I got denied to stay here, so I had to email Brian Hartman to like let me stay here, and he said it was like okay. And like in my letter, I told him like you know in my in my letter to the to the health center, I said like if I leave, I have no way of going home, so I will be homeless. And they still denied me, so it's disgusting. <laughs> where are you, where are you now? I'm in the dorm. I got my I got my appeal like granted, so like I'm good for staying here for the rest of the semester. <clears throat> but since they want to change like some of the dorms into like like extra hospital areas just in case like the hospital gets overrun with corona patients, my dorm is set to uh, like do that. So I'm supposed to get like an email within like tonight slash tomorrow on like where I'll be relocated. So stressful. <laughs> yeah. What was the question again? <laughs> I don't know. What do you, what do you, 
what do you think will will come out of this? Like what oh, what positive hey. things will come out post pandemic, post quarantine? Just some final thoughts, you know, something a bit happy or not. Could be depressing. I mean, I don't think anything good's gonna come out of this. I think it at the after we're done with quarantine, things are gonna swing back to where they were. And I think our generation will learn a little bit from it, but I don't think much will be different. I, I, I think, I hope that minimally we learn how to deal with this when there is a next time, whether that next time is another pandemic or it's an environmental disaster, but like having gone to some level of like some kind of like level of, um, I mean, relatively low level of national disaster, um, like I think it's an experience that will be applicable in the future and I hope that we can know like you know we did this before like we like I can stay home for however many weeks I can like do physical social distancing like that we kind of have this experience and retain it a little bit um hopefully not in the form of trauma um for the future I think that Minimal. That's like that's my minimal hope long term. Mm -hmm. If not like larger scale health system changes and you know changes I, kind of a, a a an understanding of what needs to happen on like a federal level in terms of preparing for this level of um, of event. Yeah, the optimist in me agrees with that. I think that one of the things that might come out of this is that we're going to see like huge changes to our government and the way that like our government is expected to respond to crises like this? Um, I think personally, um, I'll be more thankful after this is over to visit the people I love because I haven't been able to see my dad or my grandfather um, in a little bit or obviously anyone that doesn't live in my house. Um, so I think after this is over, I'll appreciate the time I have with them a lot more. I think those are awesome responses about what y'all hope for comes out of this moment. Um, and I hope for all the same things. I know um, one thing that I hope for coming out of this moment um, is on a broad level, all the things that you said, but on a very small level, I hope that the the, the kind of new relationship or the new way that we look at the relationship between those of us that interact with the college in some way, staff, faculty, administrators, students, that we have some kind of new way of interacting and some new respect for each other and kind of new feelings about the college as a community and that we transitioned quickly and to this new kind of working approach, um, not necessarily always smooth, like as Ramel has pointed out. Like, I think that's super important to note that while maybe the academics were a relatively simple switch to go online, um, that the other functions the college provides were did not transition as quickly or as smoothly. But some you know, some recognition of the college as a major part in our community and a part in our kind of personal lives and our attachment to it is 
maybe stronger and our attachment to each other is a bit stronger. I think related to what I was saying before, like, I think that it is possible that besides on the very personal level, we won't see the large scale um, impacts until something else happens. Like, I think until there is another similar level disaster or, or kind of event, we won't realize how much better we are prepared, assuming we are better prepared. Something I've been thinking about in relation to that, Hadar, is um, public transportation. Uh, during World War II, a lot of European countries nationalized the transportation systems, um, and that left a legacy in Europe for like public transit being prioritized more than it is in the United States. And that was just an interesting thing, like people saw like what governments could do in crisis because like those governments rose to the occasion and did the things that they needed to do. And I think that, like you said, Hadar, like when another crisis happens, if someone, if it's responded to in an appropriate way, that's when like, we'll see real change. Mm. That's good stuff. Y'all y'all are very thoughtful and insightful people. Thanks for listening to another episode of Pod for the Planet. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and a comment with your thoughts. That's the best way to help us get heard by more people. If you really enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends on social media and tag us at Pod for the Planet. See you next time.